When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Question of the day, last episode, does Governor Cuomo have pierced nipperidus? Nipples. <laughs> uh, 57% of the audience said, yes, he does. Question of the day for this episode, in the wake of Tiger King, have you purchased any Tiger King merch? And when I say Tiger King merch, I mean... Anything with Joe Exotic's face on it or Carol Baskin or just a stuffed animal tiger to begin with. Because as we've seen, Amazon tiger-related items sales have spiked and gone through the roof. Frankie C is so now, here with us. What's up, my man? Does this question Does this question have to, like if you bought a tiger stuffed animal, does it have to be specifically a tiger king stuffed animal right it doesn't have to be a tiger king because i don't even think they have that because people are just going out and searching for tiger stuffed animals and just buying them because of tiger king so if you bought anything remotely related to tiger king if you right if you bought uh tiger printed pants that counts like everything okay. counts there you go i want to know have you purchased something tiger related in the last couple of weeks as a result of tiger king i definitely have not <laughs> well so here's the thing well i i have i can already see the results being across the board nose yet nationwide there's a spike in tiger cells so somebody's lying. maybe in florida i'm <laughs> yeah, sure florida maybe. is making up 80 percent of that true I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. But people are just, the, 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 numbers, the numbers don't lie. They're spiking like crazy. Um, I have I'm a, sure there are like charities out there. Like if you buy a, I don't know, like a WWF, if you buy like something, they donate to Tiger Funds or something. That's cool. If you do that. I'll tell you what, I'm going to get a Hulk Hogan shirt and hope I help a tiger. That's going to be my little deal. Different WWF. <laughs> huh? Um. Yeah. Let's talk about my theory on Mayor Cuomo, and that is, by the way, Mayor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, he got a haircut hey, yesterday. Do that? I don't know, but he's looking in the wake of Nipplegate. He's looking snazzy. And um, two things that I found pretty interesting. One thing was the night that we dropped the podcast that we were talking about this, that that uh, the, the rings were trending. Um, the Seinfeld episode on Channel 11 that night was Elaine's nipple photo episode. Ah. <laughs> you think that's a coincidence? I I, well, I was going to ask you: Is that a coincidence? Is that a coincidence, or is that a crazy universal thing happening? Well, I, don't know. I feel like those those things are planned weeks in advance. Like if you go if you go into your TV guide on the t on TV and you scroll ahead by like two weeks, yeah. Those episodes are already up there, I think. But You're that's right. A big coincidence. But we can't go back now. I can't go back to two weeks ago to can't. see if it was there. So, no way to know. Maybe they changed it uh, on the fly last minute. Who knows? They that could have. Interesting. That would be hilarious if they did. Um, yeah, but, remember that time we were at Madison Square Garden 
And in Madison Square Garden, we were there for a Ranger game. And in Madison Square Garden, they were airing the Seinfeld episode with Keith Hernandez. And that right after the game, when we left, we walked right by Keith Hernandez. No, I don't remember that at all. That was the day I got my jersey signed by Mike Richter. Oh, is that right? No, oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. That's the weirdest coincidence. We walked right by Keith Hernandez. That was the weirdest. Come on. That's that's a weird coincidence. That is a strange coincidence. I, I had totally forgotten about that because there was a there was a time a couple of summers ago where Keith Hernandez showed up at every single one of my appearances for EHM. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> they were he didn't come for no me. No offense. No, no, none taken. He didn't he legit didn't come for me. Um, but like every time we were somewhere, there was literally two, maybe three times. Now he does know somebody, he was super close with somebody that I used to do a lot of stuff with. Um, and he actually brought that person brought him, I believe one time, maybe twice. Um, so there, there could have been that, but it, it was m mm. just more of a coincidental thing that like, he just kept every time I was at a place, like he was there. And then like the last so time weird. yeah it was super weird and the last time that he did it the last time that he did it we kind of had this like eye contact and he kind of was like why are you everywhere i am and i was like no 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 you're you're everywhere i am <laughs> i'm being paid to be here buddy yeah <laughs> was he i don't know if he was who who knows one was um I don't want to say, well, it doesn't really matter. Claudio's in uh, Greenport. He pulled up on a boat. He was like on somebody's boat and, and everybody. Yeah. He just up like on a boat. Yeah. Oh, look, Keith Hernandez on a boat. Just randomly showed up. And I never. Normal day. I, never interviewed. Like when Jimmy Fallon came, he came for, he came to hang and he like came right on. Like he was like, it, like when I asked him, do you want to come on the air? He was like, that's why he was like, that's why I'm here. Um, yeah. But that's no, that's okay. Because he, he did it once. It was, you know, in promotion of Record Store Day. Yeah. This was Keith Hernandez just, like, just following yeah. you around. And I never had him on, but because it, it was never an opportunity because he was always like, he always like wanted to be like away from ev not just me, me, but everybody, like everybody. He just like went into like the, the farthest corner he could find both times. So out of like the half dozen times you saw him, you couldn't get him on mic once? No. And, and it was weird because... Like I, I never, I never, ever, ever force it. Like I will, I will ask if the, if the, the, it presents itself, you know, mm -hmm. and like, like any case, like I, the one time I had uh, one time I was at a show, uh, I was at Colin Quinn's show and Jerry Seinfeld and I were the only two people in the hallway and come on, like dream, like, you know, dream scenario. Oh, we lost Frankie. See, he got upset dream case scenario where like you're with your idol that's all right we we're back so jerry seinfeld and i only two people in the hallway at the colin quinn show right dream scenario here's a chance to tell one of your that's like awesome. comedy idols like everything in that moment i caught myself and i was like don't be that and he kind of shot me a look like don't <laughs> don't be that guy not in the mood for you pal just you know i get it like you know and i didn't say anything to him because we just shared the hallway we he, we exchanged a look that was it and that was that was, and i i didn't want to i didn't want to do it so i will reserve i will never ever force the situation if it arises and it comes up 
whatever. If the glance he would have given me would have been like inviting, I would have been like, hey, just want to tell you I'm a big fan. And that would have been it. You know, we weren't doing a broadcast yeah. or anything. We we're just standing in the hallway. But with that's crazy, though, with Hernandez, the guy that the mutual friend that we had, he came up to me and he was talking to me and we were just like rapping. And I, I was like, oh, this is like when he walked up to me, I was like, oh, I'm going to get Keith Hernandez on. But he like kept his distance and didn't. So I could have been like to our mutual friend, like, hey, does Keith want to come on? But I didn't want to like, I don't like that because I feel like if they're not in the mood or want to do it, it's not going to be good. So don't force it. That's true. They might snap at you <laughs> yeah but there was one time i was uh i was interning in manhattan at a uh it was a production company tv they do commercials and stuff mm. uh when i was in college and who walks into the office one of my heroes luke skywalker himself mark <laughs> hamill <laughs> and i'm wearing a star wars shirt right now no that's not a coincidence because I wear them like every day. That's hilarious. You're wearing the Beatles Star Wars shirt. I have that. The I one am, where they're I all walking across shirt. Abbey Road. That's hilarious. Yeah. And so he's there. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is Luke's kind of <laughs> look, it's right here. I I couldn't say anything because I was I'm an intern. I'm, I don't want to be a jerk. And he's, you know, talking to like the bosses and everything. They're setting up some kind of thing, some kind of deal. I don't want to be like, hey. I have nobody. Can I say hi? And just I walked by him and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, my God, it's Luke Skywalker. And I couldn't say anything. And that was a missed opportunity. But I, I don't regret it because I, I couldn't say anything. It was, yeah. it was an intern. Yeah. Those so. are tough times when you're when you're <clears throat> low man on the totem pole and yeah. you're around like somebody that you'd admired like your whole life and you can't you, you really, you know couldn't say anything and it was it was killing me i went back to my desk and i was just like son of a bitch what the hell i have i can't do anything though nothing i get there my favorite Is story losing my internship maybe it probably would now it would have been in yeah, retrospect no, it would have been. i should have done it i know <laughs> but you can't you can't when you're when you're in that it's the same thing like the coronavirus kids who are out doing partying during coronavirus you know, if you just don't have the knowledge, it's a different mindset. If you knew what you knew now, you'd be like, hey, I'm a big fan. But, you know, back then you're like, oh, my God, my career will be Mark Hamill's going to in your head. You're probably like, I'll say hi. He'll get mad. Mark Hamill will get me fired and I'll be I'll be a loser. It'll for the be rest the worst of my life. thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's just and my, yeah, my boss is a flip out and I'll be like, <laughs> I, I won't graduate and my life will be over. And that. That's the split second thinking that went through my head. Not, yeah. you know, it might be cool. He might say, hey, you know, which I'm is sure he gets it all the time. Though. And this was before his big comeback. I was in college, so it was before he was in the new set of movies. Right. So this was, right. you know, after the, the first three from the 70s, before this last three. So he wasn't, he didn't make his comeback yet. It's so, it's such been. ludicrous thinking, looking back on it now. But when you're in that moment, it's so real to you that you will lose your whole life on that yeah. one little thing. That's so funny. The nicest uh, celebrity ever um, was uh, the Fonz. And I hate that I just said the Fonz and not his real name. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. I'll, I'll, I'll save you. He was super nice. The, back in, we. I must have been in college, and we were in the city me and an ex-girlfriend and 
uh, we, we just saw that they were filming a movie, so we decided to stop. It turned out to be the Royal Tannenbaums, and she nice. was a big fan of Ben Stiller. We met Ben Stiller that night, and he was super nice to us. We stood there like for two hours just watching them film this movie. We were there for so long that the guy in charge of making sure no psychotic people just stormed the set would leave to stop other people from going on the set because he knew we were chill and we were just watching. And Stiller noticed that at the end of the night and he came right over and he was super nice. But while that was happening, Henry Winkler was in a restaurant like a, like a, like a, two doors down eating dinner. And so they were filming a movie and came over to find out what movie. And he asked us first. He was like, hey guys, like what huh. movie are they filming? And we're like, we have no oh, idea. Man. And we're like, how are you? This is not happening. And it was, uh, we had this home. But he talked to us at nauseum. Like almost to the point That's where we're awesome. like, you can go back. We've had our moment, Henry. Thank you. You can go back and have your dinner. Oh, how? no way. He was so you, nice. You kids. No, we didn't say that. Like, let's, uh, let's exchange numbers. Let's go out to dinner. What are we doing? <laughs> we didn't say that, but he was so polite. Could you imagine? I bet you he's so, it's so funny that you said that. He is so polite. I bet you that normal people like us probably think they can get Henry Winkler's number and hang out with him. Like That's how polite he is. You probably could. He is a from what I see and hear, he's a nice guy. Yeah, it doesn't get much nicer than him. Except we'll, we're just going to title. Can we title this episode the name drop episode? <laughs> Not that we know any of these people. No, we don't. Gone into them. We know. Um, uh, Donny Osmond, mm -hmm. one of the nicest people in the world. I have to say, you know, uh, we did a promotion when I was with B one hundred three. Yeah, and B one hundred three was a thing. Um, and I was the promotions director, and he, we had to pick him up at an airport, at uh, what is it, uh, public airport, in a limo with two fans. It was me, two fans that won this thing, this meet and greet, and Donny Osmond in the limousine. And we had it. We drove to Huntington Honda, and then to the theater at Westbury. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the four of us in this limo, and he was the nicest guy. And I have to say, I, you know. The Huntington Honda stop was a bit of a curveball because he wasn't expecting it. And I, I kind of sprung it on him. I didn't know how to tell him. <laughs> it was like the client that sponsored the whole thing. Of course. I, and, you, you didn't have to tell me that, and I knew, but I was curious as you were telling the story. Like, did he okay the Huntington Honda thing from the beginning? Because that's not. not something no. that... <laughs> But we stopped there, and I was like, oh, it's going to be quick. The, the owners just want to say hi and meet you and whatever. Little did I know that the salesperson spread the word to the, the manager, and there was about 200 people oh, no. in Huntington Honda just waiting for this limo to pull up. Oh, my we God. We get out, and he's swarmed, and he's signing autographs and taking pictures, and I was like, I am so sorry. I didn't realize this was going to happen. I'm oh. so sorry. I'm apologizing. And he could not have been nicer even after I kind of screwed him on everything. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I well, I kind of hold on through the ringer on that day. First of first of all, you're describing my nightmare because whenever I did anything with anybody like this, I always made sure that things were as planned out as possible because I oh, never yeah. wanted to have happen what you're describing right here. Absolutely, that's a nightmare. Like a couple of times, I interviewed some people and we did it like rather publicly in public spots. And I was like, oh, my God, if this, you know, people are going to come and see. So that that always drives me crazy. But second of all, were you the one who set up the whole thing? Because some I have a feeling somebody kept the Huntington Honda thing from you even until 
relatively close mm-hmm. to the last. Okay, All right, that's what I thought. Yeah, the plan. That's yeah, what the I thought. Plan was pick them up with the the listeners yeah. and take them to the theater at Westbury where they could see like the rehearsal uh, uh, before Donny Osmond's show. And you know they would take some pictures, autographs, ask Donny Osmond any questions they want, uh, and that was the plan. And then I get just before I left to pick up <laughs> Donny Osmond. The uh, you could probably guess who the the salesperson was. Um, <laughs> Can I stop you right here? Can I stop you right here? This is a rule in radio for those who aren't in radio. When you're uh, doing a promotion, any promotion doesn't matter what it is. Good check. Go ahead. What did uh, you say? As I'm telling people, when you're doing a radio promotion, it doesn't matter what promotion it is, any promotion, whether it's with a celebrity or whatever it is, whenever a salesperson comes up to you at the last moment, that is the worst moment of your life. When the salesperson is walking towards you right before it's about to happen, whatever it is, it's not going to be good for you. It's bad news, yeah. man. Whatever Awful. it is, it's like, oh, remember everything <laughs> we planned? Yeah, forget all that. This is what we're doing now. It's like... And you can't say anything because they're the salesperson. <laughs> they're the ones bringing in the money. And you're like, if you tell them no, the client's going to be pissed and the money goes away and then you're screwed and everybody gets in trouble. So that's the problem. It's standard so, operating procedure. Break the bad news three minutes before the thing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I had no, no control over it. So I had, to tell, I had to be the one to tell Donnie a husband, we're going to a car dealership <laughs> to meet these people that you could care less about that you have. and this was at a time when Donny Osmond actually had a show on B103 so you know he was like one of our DJs okay yeah i remember that and you know he was kind of doing he, he stopped at the station too for a little bit and that was planned all that was planned you know he took pictures in the studio and stuff but that other part was not planned and not fun it was like an extra hour and a half did, did he shoot you a dirty look at all or like an, an annoyed look at any point like a little one not no. even a little wow got, i'm telling you class act. one of the nicest people i've ever encountered present company included <laughs> <laughs> he was the nicest coolest guy just to uh just to round this out one of my favorite stories of all time it just happened to me last year we were at the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony and um so we're out on the floor and there's, you know, all the celebs are there. There's a lot of people. And my first ever interview on radio, like the first time I ever got to interview somebody big as a pro, because I, I don't feel like I, oh, I had Tom Papa when I was in college, but that, that didn't count. Anyway, the first big time I'm, I get to EHM and I'm like, okay, this is, you know, they give me Chris Isaac. And I'm like, holy cow. This is at the time where he had the Chris Isaac show on each on Showtime or whatever it was. Yeah. So I'm all super excited. And uh, we're pre-recording the interview. So I get him on the phone and I'm like going through this whole spiel. Like, hey, like I'm like. This is my, you know, like I, I want to be a great interviewer. So I'm like, hey, man, this is a safe place. Like, this is going to be great. Like, we could talk about anything you want to talk about. And I'm open. And even if you don't want to talk, and I'm going to this whole spiel. And I'm like, is there any, like, before we start, like, is there anything that you want to mention that, like, you want to plug? And he literally fires back at me. I don't know, man. It says West Hampton on my sheet. Like, that's what he said. Like, it says West Hampton what on does my that sheet. Mean? Meaning that I'm one of 45 interviews for that day. <laughs> And oh, yeah. at this, this is the time, West portion, right? It says whatever, man. Let's, exactly. Let's Plug the West Hampton show during this interview. So, like in that moment, I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Like I got sucked back into reality. Like that these people don't really care. 
and not, not to sound like nasty, but this is their business. They're they're well, there to they sell. Gotta, sh- yeah, you're you're a minute out of their day, which is fine. Exactly. Which, but by the way, what it is. and this is the way the world works. The the radio, the person doing the interview thinks that they're the center of the universe, and the person that's giving the interview, it, it, it like you said, they're you're one of you know they're you're a minute of their day. So right. okay, so that was. 15 years ago, whatever it was. So fast forward to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and I'm on the floor, and there's all these huge people there, and I see Chris Isaac, and I'm like, this will be a great story to tell Chris Isaac. I'll tell, you know, because people, like, you just gave a little laugh. It's a nice little story. So I go up and I start, I say, hey, Chris, I'm Anthony from EHM, and blah, 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 and I'm telling him the whole story. And I get done with the whole story, and he's looking at me like, you, do you want to take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Fifteen years later, he did the same exact mean, thing to me. That's you know. What do you expect? Like, what? You, oh man, I remember that. No, he doesn't. No, I wasn't. Why would he? I wasn't expecting him to be like. I remember that, but I was. I like. I wanted to like impart like my journey of like. I was so stupid back then, and I learned, and you taught me a lot. And that one, you you caught me like up to speed. It was like a, a Cliff's Notes in that one response that he had. And I wanted to like share that moment with him. And he, again, just didn't care. <laughs> and nor should he have. <laughs> no, he probably shouldn't. I don't know what you were thinking, but. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Second lesson learned. <laughs> but I love that story. Cause it's such a, you're an idiot. And you're, you know, so just to, just to kind of like round out what you said about name dropping, like this is where it mm-hmm. winds up, right where we belong, which is like, yeah, okay, do you want a picture? So um, anyway, uh, that that was fun to go down memory lane with a little bit. Did you see the Kardashian uh, fight that just came out? I saw that and it, 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 I blame Kim Kardashian. You're already, before before we show the audience, you're already blaming Kim Kardashian? Yes, that's my vote let the audience decide that's fine but i'm i'm I, i'm just saying i don't know what the pre argument was to this mm-hmm. um but i'm just going from what i saw from this clip all right well, let's take a look at this this is the fight for anybody who didn't see i think i think it's here in like two parts just said mom is so used to and then i said meet courtney me and chloe do, you know, whenever, if we're, you don't care about stuff. Like, if she, if it's a but Saturday. But you act like I don't do sh- Do you know all I f-ing? You have this this narrative in your I'm mind. I'm not saying that No, no, no. I will literally f*** you up. You're literally, I will literally you. F- you up. Come here. You guys, my daughter's sleeping. Don't ever come at me like you that. Don't, I swear to God, I'll punch you in your face. Don't Billy and Billy, stop. Okay, stop, you chill. Okay, stop. No, no. Huh? True is ever. Then shut the up. Ever. You do it or shut the up. Ever dig your nails in me like that. How the hell are you? sleeping. Guys, stop. How old am I? How old are you? So that was the first part of it. That was the first part. Kim. Kim kind of threw the first. Yeah. Yeah, she got approached, but she kind of threw the first swing, I think. That was a little rough. That was nasty. That was a little nasty. Um, that's not even well, the word. 
still don't understand what the point like what was it they about? were i think they were talking about work ethic and kim was kind of saying that courtney doesn't work as hard as she does or anybody else in the family does what's weird is and i don't know a lot about the kardashians i like i've seen the show i've watched the show like who doesn't know of the kardashians at this point like sure they're everywhere like do I really want to be spending podcast time on them? Not really, but this is kind of like the big story. And again, as we're trying to distract from all the other things in the world, this is the story. So it is what it is. Right. But um, like all through the years, we always talked about the mom. What's her name? Chris? I think it's Chris. Chris Jenner. Yes. She has been this like drill sergeant-y, like whatever it takes, like we're going to make it and we're going to be this force of nature and Oh, my daughter did a sex video. Well, let's put it out. Like, I mean, if like she obviously the mother put it out. Like, we all know that at this Mom point. Mom of the year. Yeah. And like any time there was any sort of uh whatever, like, oh, uh, my son's gaining weight and overweight, and you know, let's let's send him home. I think they sent him home from being in somebody's wedding because he had gotten too fat. And if that wasn't bad enough, they filmed the friggin' thing and then showed it months later on TV again all just to be like she is this like i respect her so much from an entrepreneurial standpoint but from a human being standpoint she's sure such but... a piece of shit <laughs> it's not even funny like i just can't stand her but i respect her work ethic but all through these years it's always been chris with the work ethic and chris with the work ethic and now all of a sudden you look at kim first of all none of them need to work a day more in their lives no they do not they're all full of money. The one young one is a billionaire. I forget. There's two young ones. I don't know which one made the billion. Like she's like the youngest, Kylie? fastest billionaire. Ken yeah, I don't know. Kylie or Kendall? Kendall. 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 Um, one of them is the billionaire. Yeah, and and like they all work hard. I'm not taking away from them. like they all hustle and work hard, but like they don't sure. have to anymore. So like if your one sister nope. wants to like take it easy a little bit, like let her take it easy. What's your problem? Yeah. That's true, but like, what was the? Why did they have to? I don't know how, why it escalated to swinging. I don't know. I think there was something in the episode more like before that that was like a thing, and um, I don't really care enough to go back and see what what the backstory no, of it all was. But it got <laughs> it got nastier. The, like the tripping point was the um, what you just saw, which was that that right. uh, that exchange about the work ethic here uh here's part two let's watch this quickly you don't don't stop ever guys stop it dig your nails in me you guys stop <gasps> courtney courtney <laughs> you guys stop it don't do that to each other are you guys okay what on earth i think you guys need to separate she's the problem and she should leave that's in your head too you have no, this everyone thinks it everyone who chloe chloe Me. doesn't know what the when have Kendall, i had any interaction Kylie, with you guys i will never everybody be around you guys down. there's no need. i don't want to be they near go. your fat ass they okay go. i don't Why? actually the fat you one. don't scream uh, when my daughter's sleeping shut the up <laughs> i spoke to <laughs> don't scream when my daughter's what? sleeping shut the f up <laughs> <laughs> again kim threw the first slap and landed one pretty good yeah um uh, she keeps getting physical she keeps you know I, I think the first fight was what's her name not chloe uh 
Courtney, I the think one that, that is. Courtney, yeah, through the first, you know, approached her, but uh, Kim swinging first. Yeah, but but the and I love the way she she broke out the fat ass remark at the end. Like that's like like she hasn't that heard that great. before. Yeah, and that you can tell that's like the dig. Like you know, we all have our sensitive things. Like that's like that's the one that she pulled out. But I also feel like, and I think we all have a part of this in us, which is the. I feel a certain way and the whole world should feel the same way that I do, which is clearly what Kim is exhibiting here. No. In terms of what, what does she like, feel like, that we should like, like everybody should work as hard as she does or be exactly the way that she does. And she's not the only one who thinks that she started rattling off family members. Like that's that typical, like this is the way I see the world and want to. And, and that's her mother. That's she probably gets that from her mom. Exactly. Yeah, she turned hardcore into her mom without a doubt. Um, by the way, we were talking about waffles on the previous episode. I got to show you this: an NHL waffle maker. How cool is that? That is fantastic. Uh, look how perfect that one is, though. You know, <laughs> when you make it at home, it's not going to look like that. It is really not going to look at all like that whatsoever. But if you're going to get a waffle maker, out the sides and everything. Yeah, but if you're going to get a waffle maker, Frank, you have to buy that one now. You can't just buy a regular waffle maker. I tell you, my my, if I was going to get a waffle maker, I think I, I was looking at like a Star Wars one where it's going to be like the Death Star. <laughs> It's think, round, like you know, waffle shaped. Yeah, I think my cousin has that. That's a good one. Um, no oranges this time on the coat rack. What is that? Is that Brighty's no. coat or something? That's Brighty's raincoat. Okay. It's raining today, so uh, you know we gotta, you know, you gotta dress her up a little bit. Two reasons: one, uh, it's easier to dry her off when she comes in, and two, it looks damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got all excited. I was like, I wonder what Frank's going to do next on the coat rack. And then I'm like, yeah, that I'm just looks like a coat. To, to hang up. <laughs> we'll see next time. Next time around. All right, my man. Um, good episode. Uh, any final thoughts? Likewise. Final thoughts. Uh, don't fight with your siblings. It's Life's too short. They got some nasty shots in too, though. Really? Oh, I mean, those are slaps. Do you think they added? Do you think they folioed and added in some sound? I think they did because probably that, right. The, the, you have to for that kind of a sound, you have to get a, a perfect shot in, and they didn't look like they were getting perfect shots. Right. So the, I think they added that in, in post, but and and also you gotta yeah, have yeah, good mics to capture that exact sound. You know what I mean? Real good. Shots. All right, you kind of broke Wait, up there. Say that again. I missed you. No, you go. I wasn't saying anything. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you got to have a good mic to get really up close to get that perfect sound. Like yeah, you were saying. I I think they added some some of that. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Fauci's getting a bobblehead. I mean, what is our obsession with bobbleheading in this country? We just whoever we love and admire, we have to give them a bobblehead. That's when you know you've made it in this world. <laughs> if you have a bobblehead that someone else is making, you can't make your own bobblehead. Yeah. If someone else makes a bobblehead of you. You've made it. You're, you've you're made established it. Established in the world. We got bobbleheads because we were part of a wedding and we still felt kind of special. That, does, oh, that doesn't count, though. <laughs> that it it a, doesn't count. That was a gift. It was one made right. for each of us. But it, you're correct. But didn't it still make you feel more special than you deserve to be feeling? It did. Yeah. I still have that thing somewhere around here. Yeah. By the way, the, Fauci's bobblehead came from the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame Museum in Milwaukee. They are the ones who created. Well, now I have to go to that because that—that's an amazing thing I never heard of. <laughs> Add that to your bucket <laughs> list. 
<laughs> no, something tells me it's weird though because I feel like without them bobbling, I mean, can you bobble them or are they just sitting there sedentary? What do you mean? Because if it's a bobblehead museum and without the bobbling effect, it's like, what's the point? You know, they have to be bobbling in some sort of way. You're right about that. Or they're just standing there like a still a statue. Because then it's just a statue. That's a good point. I you feel be able like to tap them on the head and bobble them. Yes, you should either be able to tap them on the head and bobble them, or they should be on little tiny stands that slightly move and shake so that they shake naturally them. bobble. Yeah. yeah. A button you push and it shakes it. Damn it. Now we got to go on the website and see if that's what they now have we there. See. <laughs> I doubt it. We if have it, a mission. If not to be, not to sound like a, an, an, an asshole here, but if it was in New York, that's the way it would be. In Milwaukee, not quite sure. Yeah, I feel like in Milwaukee, you got like a dozen or so bobbleheads and they're all. Yeah, every everyone has its own room and it's like a big deal. New York, it would be like four hundred in a room and they all bobble with a special button. What do you think the criteria is for the bobblehead Hall of Fame? Like, do you have to like like are there bobbleheads where they're just like, I don't think I don't think this is worthy of the Hall of Fame and get rejected? I think you have to. Have, I I would say you just have to be well known, famous person. I can't imagine like. I don't know. Like it has to be someone that everybody would recognize. Like there would be a. I'm sure there's a president's. All the presidents probably have a bobblehead. What would you rather you get know, the Medal of Honor? Too. Would you rather get the Medal of Honor from the president or be inducted into the Bobblehead Hall of Fame? Whatever the second thing you said is, that's what I'd take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we'll leave it there. Frankie C, thank you so much, my man, and um, pleasure. We'll, uh, by the way, we've locked in the ice cream social distancing party, alcohol consumed also. That's the name. I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah. I, are you, are you, I don't, I want to do it tomorrow night, but I just don't know if we still have enough time to pull it off. Are you around tomorrow night or you're not around tomorrow night? I'm around. What, uh, what time? I was thinking maybe this, this eight. Is live, right? Yeah. This is for the live show. We still have to test some equipment, but maybe eight. Uh, yeah, I think I'll be around. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, so maybe Saturday night, maybe Sunday night, or maybe next Saturday. I don't know. Because I, I was like, we could do it Sunday, but people have to get up for work the next morning. And then I realized, oh, no, most people are quarantined and rolling out yeah. of bed at 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock and right into their desks. So. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm around. Okay. All right. We'll figure it out and we'll tweet it and we'll announce it um, for sure. Follow along, anthonyonair.com. Frank, have a great day, my man. You too, man. Thanks a lot.